Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hey everybody, how you doing? Yeah, that fucking sucked. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of uh, sorrow, sorrow and misery for the evening. Uh, <laughs> from 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 opening puck drop, you could tell this was uh, this this was going to be a real fight. The Flyers just were unable, I thought, in the first three minutes, and they give up that early goal, unable to match. Montreal's uh, urgency, unable to match match Montreal's intensity, um, and and that that came through a lot from from you know tying it up, uh, Montreal you know getting goals right back. Uh, they just they were the better team tonight. They they fought through all the Flyers' traffic. Flyers did not make it hard enough for them to exit their zone, get through the neutral zone. Uh, Montreal used all their speed tonight, so. It's gonna be it's gonna be all about counterpunching now. It's gonna be coming back and adjusting off of the adjustments. You know, after game two, the Flyers realized they had to take more of the middle of the ice away, had to play a more uh, structurally sound game, a more responsible game, and they did those things back to back shutouts. But now you're left with uh, you're left just kind of thinking, which way is this series going? Is the momentum leaning towards Montreal now? Is this Something to be concerned about. I said on Twitter earlier the Flyers haven't lost back-to-back games since the beginning of January, uh, so I'm not, I'm not worried right now that they're going to lose three straight. I'm really not, but man, you really want to put it away Friday because talk about the pressure in a Game 7 when you had a 3-1 lead. Uh, we've seen the Flyers blow one of those before, of course, all the way back in 2000. Um, they've actually done it twice. I, I looked this up the other night. I did a piece on Broad Street Hockey, uh, the history of the Flyers leading 3-1 in a series. Uh, tonight was the 22nd time uh, coming into the game they've been up 3-1 in a series. Um, in, uh, in 19 of the previous 21 instances, the Flyers have won the series. It was, I think, the 88, an 88 division series against Washington. They blew that as well, but... I'm not like there yet. I'm just kind of, just kind of feeling a little frustrated with the team because I feel like the urgency to win your first playoff series in eight years, the urgency for most of these guys to be in the second round for you know the first or second time in their careers. How many guys have been to this? Like even you know Couturier, Giroux, Voracek, guys who are here in 2012. That's uh, other than Couturier, that's as far as, or other than Giroux, that's as far as they've ever been. You know, uh, it's not like Voracek ever went to the second round with Columbus. Couturier, that was his rookie year. He went to the second round. He's never been further than then. Uh, and Voracek played one hell of a game tonight. I will give it to Jake Voracek. Uh, he seemed like the only guy who was interested in. Uh, who who was interested in moving on to the second round tonight really he two goals he was all over the ice made that great move and at the end my god Jake is fucking strong man he had that nice little side headlock on Shea Weber he held that thing in tight uh, that was snug held, uh, great game by Voracek pretty shit game by everyone else 
Uh, cool to see Faraby score. Uh, I like that the coach gave Hart a second try. Uh, they really hung Hart out to dry on a couple of those goals. The uh, the shorthanded goal, Sanheim, just way too casual, just not charging the puck, thinking he had all the time in the world. Uh, yeah, there has to be more communication or something out there, but you also just have to take it upon yourself to be hard on the puck and don't get beat when, you, when you're on the power play like that. Um, uh, the, the, the go-ahead goal, the late fourth or whatever the hell it was, fourth goal, um, you know, turnover behind the net. I think it was Thompson and then, uh, Justin Braun just kind of puck watching out for a nice little Saturday skate and, uh, you know, Suzuki just beats him to the net. Hart, yeah, maybe he could have played it better, but it's 1-0 again. He got hung out to dry. Uh, the side angle goal, ah, that sucks. Shit happens, but I'm not blaming this one on Hart when I think there was one guy who really came out with the sort of urgency uh, you need in Jake Voracek to uh, to win this kind of series. I think they're really missing the... Um, I think they're really missing Nicholas Albe Cubell's physicality, uh, just kind of the attitude he brings to a game. Uh, it's it's got to be time to move Giroux back up with uh, with with Couturier and Voracek. I know that was it's a cute little experiment, um, and Raffle hasn't been bad on the first line, but we need these guys together. We need that line. That's they're the ones who have to come out and, and kill it on Friday uh, to end this series and end it now. Um, and same thing with Lawton. On the uh, on the second line, put that top six that we think is really good back together, and let's end this thing on Friday. That's where I'm at now. Uh, I'm I'm bummed about this game. I was really hoping, honestly, to have a goddamn Friday off, you know. Uh, but so be it. Uh, this this one this one's a real kick in the dick. This I just. You felt, I felt good coming into this one. Usually, I have like a feel for the game. You know, it's just that little. How do you think that? And I really felt like they were gonna, um, they were gonna come out and and want to move on to that next round and really fucking step on their throats and end this thing. And it was the other way. It was Montreal who went balls to the wall, said we got nothing to lose. We're not even supposed to be here. We know that we're faster than them. We know that we can push them around a little, and they did. Uh, and that's what happened. I, I think the Flyers just got outplayed and in pretty much every aspect when it comes to the the urgency, the physicality, the intensity it takes to win a playoff series and to put a team on the brink of elimination away. All right, that's enough of my rant. Let's get to you guys. Like I said, this is going to be a quick one. But first, let me tell you about the Crest Tavern in Wildwood, Crest, New Jersey. That's right, Timmy Fitz's Crest Tavern. It is my favorite bar at the Jersey Shore because it's simply the best. It all comes down to Timmy Fitz, a hell of an owner, hell of a guy, really, really big hockey fan, hockey man through and through, and he's always there. I, I've worked in the restaurant industry long enough to know that uh, a great place is only great because the owner takes it upon himself to make sure it's great, and Timmy Fitz absolutely does that. He's always at the Crest Tavern making sure that beer is cold and that food is hot. So go check out the Crest Tavern, whether it's for takeout, whether it's for packaged goods, or whether you want to do some outdoor dining, check out the Crest Tavern. And of course, my friends over at Labatt, you want to drink a nice, cold, 
Labatt Seltzer, a Labatt Blue Light Seltzer. Uh, they have uh, some amazing flavors, 5% alcohol, so it's a, you get a better buzz than you get when you're drinking a plain old light beer. So check out Labatt Blue Light Seltzers. I've had plenty of the, uh, I've had plenty of the competitors, and you know, you, there's one in the fridge or whatever, you're at a party, you're like, oh, let me try one of these, you're like, ah, this is way too sweet, this is eh. No, the Labatt Blue Light Seltzers, perfect amount of uh, flavor and just just a nice, crisp, refreshing beverage as well. So Labatt Blue Light Seltzers, check them out. Let's get to all of you. Hart always responds with a great game after he gives up four. Here's hoping. Here is hoping. Uh, okay, granted, this did happen with the Pens back in 2012, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I mean, they, they won the first three and dropped games... Uh, four and five in that one, so a little different, and that's momentum going even further to uh to the Penguin side. So you're right. This is more. This is more. This is less of something to overcome. Then I just hope. I just hope they still have. I don't know. Whatever edge they had in the beginning of this series, I, I just hope they still have it. Did TK play tonight? Man, there's plenty of guys to criticize. It almost feels unfair to point out any single player. Uh, because everyone sucked except with the exception of Jake. Um, but uh, yeah, TK man, he might be the my he might be my dig my biggest my biggest disappointment uh, of this series so far. Uh, when when the ref when he got a st- uh, stick snapped on that slash off of the face off and he was yelling at the ref. I really hope the ref said to him, "You don't even need a stick with the way you're playing." Uh, he hasn't. I don't know if he's hit the net once this series with a shot. Uh, way too passive, way too weak on the puck, way too many turnovers. TK, I thought he was going to be one of the guys that, uh, I, I do radio hits on WIP with John Johnson, Jody Mack, Tom Kelly. I'll be on the radio, I'll be on the morning show with Angelo in the morning at 6.30, so be sure to check that out. But leading into the playoffs, doing all the radio hits with whoever, um, Everyone asked, like, who are the who's the player, the casual Philly fan who maybe hasn't been paying attention is really going to fall in love with this series? And I had two answers. I said Nicholas Albe, Cubell, and Travis Konechny because they play that that hard nosed playoff hockey. Other than yapping after the whistle and missing the net, I haven't noticed Travis Konechny a little bit. And like I said, I feel like it's almost unfair to point out anybody after tonight's game, any individual. But shit, he's just he's just MIA. Uh, can someone explain why our bo- bottom two lines are getting so much ice time, especially in crucial situations? Why put out Haig Braun in the fourth line after tying it up? It's the playoffs. Cut those minutes down. Yeah, that's like a that's like a real hockey man coach thing that a lot of coaches do, and it's a fucking mistake, man. Like you just tie it, you tie it up. Put the pedal to the metal. Momentum is on your side. I know you do it. Like, and it, oh, it's the most frustrating shit. It's the it's the most, yeah. Like, you just tie it up, and you have admittedly because it's your fourth line and your third D pair, your worst possible combination of five guys on the ice. That's what it is. Like, I, I just it, it's 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 unfathomable. I don't understand the logic behind it. Not a bad loss. Hayes, G, Jake all had bad games. No, that's what uh, all had big games. No, that's what makes it a bad loss. Because this is the most you've got out of your top six uh, the whole series. This is the most goals you've scored in a game and you weren't able to put them away. That's not good. That's a bad loss. The way they played today was horrific. TK needs a soccer goal right now. Every shot is high and wide. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. 
Giroux needs 20-plus minutes a game. Yeah, like, it's... Okay, I get you wanted to move him down in the lineup. Maybe you're sending him a message. Maybe you're distributing your talent so they can't line match. Whatever the reasons were, yeah, time to be done with that shit. Giroux, Couturier, Voracek, Lawton, Hayes, TK. They have to step up. This is what it's going to have to come down to. Well, the power play did well, but everything else was off. Hayes making some plays, though. Tighten it up. Grind it out. Let's move on to the next round. Yeah, I, let's. it's totally doable, and I believe they can do it, but this game was not encouraging. I'm still, like, if you were to ask me to put money on one team or the other, and typically I stay away from the Flyers, I, of course, took the, uh, took the prop of Flyers and Blues both to win today, so that was a fucking mistake, but typically I stay away from the Flyers, but if you were to say, Bill, you have to put money on the Flyers or Habs on Friday, I'd still take the Flyers, but man, this one was, uh, oof, like I said, it was a kick in the dick. Hayes played well, would like to see him do more on the breakaways, though. Yeah, I mean, he got hauled down in the one, and it's the penalty that helps tie the game, so it's, Hayes played well, he's making plays, he wasn't fumbling the puck for the first time, but need more, just need so much more. You have to try Lawton at 3C next game, right? Yeah, okay, if you're gonna leave Farabee up with, with the, uh, on the second line, I guess you can go Lawton at 3C, uh, but who's, who's, I guess Lawton, JVR, and hopefully NAK can play? If, if NAK's available, we have no idea, because we're not getting, Injury updates, if he's if he's out because of the lower body injury, everyone assumes he has because it didn't seem like he did anything to earn his way out of the lineup. Um, I guess you go I guess you go with that sort of lineup. Uh, Lawton, JVR, and NAK sounds like a good third line to me. Uh, that sounds like a line that can get in on the cycle and score some dirty goals, and that's what they need to do. This game was more frustrating than game two because they kept trying to come back and it just didn't work there, uh, but... At the same time, I think that makes it more promising, hoping they come back out with a vengeance in game six. Yes and no. Like I'd like to see I'd like to see that they're capable of scoring more than a goal or two in a game. That's cool. And they didn't just fold up shop like they did in game two. But you had so many things go right for you. You get a five minute major and score a couple of goals. You get that big game tying goal, and you're just not able to you're just not able to fight off the tenacity of Montreal. Montreal wanted it more tonight. They were the nastier team tonight. It started right away with uh, with the hit on heart. Did they take a penalty? Absolutely, but they set the tone immediately that we're gonna do whatever it takes and the Flyers didn't seem to have that sort of urgency. What was up with Hart? I know everyone played like shit in front of him, but he had some ba- bad angles tonight. Uh, he let in that one side angle goal, and that was, um, that, that, you know, that's less than ideal. Uh, but he, we've seen him give those up before and kind of fix his mechanics. It's just when he gets a little too low, uh, the RVH or whatever the hell they call it, I don't know, goalie stuff. But when his one pad, his lead pad is all the way down, it leaves the top open. We've seen him do that before and then the next game come out and make have, make a conscious effort to be uh, taller up on his skates in those sorts of uh, situations. And he did that later in the game as well uh, and kind of took that away. So I'm not worried about that. This one... Was Hart great? No. But after back-to-back shutouts, you could kind of say, hey, it's everyone else's turn. It's everyone else's turn to win the game. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't to be. 
can we just recognize that Raffle's probably been one of our most consistent forwards if there is anything positive to say? Oh, I like Michael Raffle a lot. I'm a fan of Michael Raffle, uh, you know, in the right role. And I'm not saying he's done anything wrong. I'm just saying the top line needs to be the top line. I will say at least this game wasn't another blowout. Otherwise, that probably would have been an even bigger dick kick. Uh, like the blowout, it, like at least I, at least it gives me, like if they're down four nothing in the middle of the second, at least it gives me time to like control my emotions. But when they lose like this, I'm just furious, and I come on here furious. Like I wanted to, I, I wanted to do like a five minute post game tonight and literally like start get my get my ad reads done and then go, fuck that sucked and turn it off. But I, you know. This is kind of my job, so... And it's not a job. It's Once you get going, it's it's fun talking to you and getting your frustrations out. But, man, I didn't think... Th- I didn't think sports could affect me this way at this point in my life. And, like, I'm in a bad mood because of this game. Video feed is so much better, dude. Thank you. Yeah, still working on it. Uh, still have some things in the works to improve the, the quality of the t- Twitch stream... Uh, and that should uh, it should be together by Friday's game, so hopefully it's uh, it's even better by then. But thank you all for dealing with it. I know that this is uh, it's been a transition. It has been a transition from Facebook to Twitch. We're figuring it out. They need to stop the slingshot shit on the power play. Uh, I feel like those passes are so soft the Habs could pounce on them, but the whole team is doing it with these soft uh, these soft shit passes. No, that's the like the. The slingshot pass is one thing, and in certain situations it can work. But the way they're utilizing it, just, it's not a pass. A pass is a good, hard handling of the puck. And, oh, drop my phone. Well, that's the 90th crack in that thing. Uh, as I'm demonstrating, you know, a pass, like you can even see my lower body at this point. Um, like, a, a pass is a good, hard handling of the puck to send it with authority over to your teammate. They're just leaving it, and it's allowing Montreal, like, the Flyers have, in games, you know, three and four, it was their entire strategy not to give Montreal the middle of the ice. And in this one, it, they they had those instances with those drop passes where it just left the puck for a charging Canadian to... Charging Canadian, that's funny. One of the players on the Montreal Canadiens to... um like, with momentum, go and grab that puck that's sitting there as the Flyers are, okay, Lottie da gonna try to hit this with speed, come around the corner, get to the puck. No, they're already going the other way. And AV had the last change, so there was no reason to match Thompson line in the third D pair against Suzuki. He's uh, Thompson's been playing a ton against their best players. It's not like Elaine Vigneault has been saying, yo, we need to... Uh, we need to just get them out there against other against the other fourth line. We no, he's been matching them against better competition, and yeah, they they have at least not given up a ton until tonight. But they're also creating nothing, so I, I don't get it. It's I like Elaine Vigneault a lot. I have sung his praises all year. It was just yesterday I said, "Who am I to question Elaine Vigneault?" But a day and a half changes a lot of things. Uh, I'm just saying there are adjustments that need to be made. I believe he can and will make them. If he doesn't and things don't go well, I will have quite a bit to say on Friday. AV did not seem to match lines at all. No, he doesn't. Uh, he, he likes rolling. 
he likes rolling the lines. Um, it might, you know, honestly, considering the way games three and four went, if if Montreal wants to line match in game six, it might be better for the Flyers that they get last change. It will. It won't allow. It won't allow AV to just be like, here you go, fourth line. Meanwhile, Raffle been role-playing on our first line. Yeah, and that's the thing. If Raffle is your most consistent forward, yeah, good for him. He tries real hard. He's a fundamentally sound player. Every now and then he scores a nice goal. If he's on your fourth line, you probably have a great fourth line. But if he's on your first line, that means your second, third, and fourth probably aren't very good. You know, that's like it's the way depth works. We're supposed to be a very deep team. It does not look like it at all right now. I know the top two D pairs are good and the third D pair is passable, but at forward right now, they do not have enough. Someone just has to step up uh, real hard. If Hackstall was coached still, we would all be losing our minds at this usage. At line combos, I love AV and I get why he deserves the benefit of the doubt, but this is brutal. Get Raffle off the top line and stop using Grant and Thompson so freaking much. No lies detected. No lies detected. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hidden. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial Series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. What was up with Coots' late hit? I feel like you want your top guys to have better composure than that. It costs them nothing. That's hockey. You're pissed off. Uh, dude's skating right into him. I wouldn't move either. Fuck him. He's got his head down. You know what? Boo-hoo for you. Um... Maybe that's it. Started the it started little scruffle scruffle. It started 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 the little. I, I was it was that scrum and kerfuffle. 
I don't know if I've ever even said kerfuffle, but started that little scrum at the end with Jake jumping on Weber's back and grabbing a hold of that nice tight side headlock. That was nice. He had him good. He had him good in that little, yeah. Jake's strong, man. Uh, Maybe that's the spark to wake this team back the fuck up for game six. I don't know. Um, Is it dirty? Is it Bush League? Yeah, but fuck it. Like, it's hockey. Sometimes dirty shit happens. How the hell does Hayes not get a penalty shot? (laughs) Honestly, I was like, I kind of, the power play is finally clicking. First unit at least looks real good. Uh, That one power play before the game tying goal uh, that they squandered, they took the time, there was a minute nine left and they get a stoppage. There's a minute nine left on the power play and there's a stoppage and they take the first unit off. And put out God knows who's even on the fourth fucking line, or on the second power play unit at this point. I couldn't even tell you. Um, it's, that that frustrated me almost as much as anything. But the penalty shot, I was almost, because I was thinking it was going to be a penalty shot, and I was like, I kind of, I kind of want the power play. I know the way the series has gone, that's nuts, and Hayes has been pretty good on breakaways this year, but... I, you know, Carey Price is a pretty damn good goalie, too. I like our chances more with, like, doing what we did. Crowding them and getting five guys working together to score on them. Uh, Braun was awful tonight. Do you make a change in D and where is the late game four check? Yeah, I... It's tough to say they they should take Braun out. Um, we know Haig can play the right side. Ghost and Haig have had time together... Um, they've had their ups and downs as a pair. I just don't know. I, I seriously doubt that's the direction the coach is going to go in. Um, I don't blame you for asking the question, but I just personally don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I'd be surprised. I can't handle a game seven. No, not in the first round. Not in the first round. I'm... Like, I'm going to throw my phone through a wall. I'm going to smash a TV. I'm going to pull my sink apart like it's walk hard. Like, I'm going to destroy my bathroom every time they score a goal in a Game 7. I've had Flyers in 6 from the beginning. I feel like they'll win convincingly Friday night. Oh, give me some of that. Give me some of that optimism. Yes, give me some of that optimism. I I, I appreciate it. I hope so. Uh, I just got a text from from Jody Mack, who was like, I told you it would go six. And, you know, if it goes six, that means they won in six. So he believes that they uh, they will win in six. Uh, I predicted five on his show. He was busting my balls. But uh, I just, Montreal putting up way more of a fight than I expected. I, I, I will hand it to them. They are playing playoff hockey, and they came in tonight ready to win a, a real Stanley Cup playoff game. And the Flyers did not. Can we bring back boring devils type hockey? That's I was like, you know, every time in these playoffs that the Flyers have scored a goal until tonight they won. Yeah, you know? the one game they lost they got shut out. They scored a goal, so when they scored, I was like, all right, we're good. Uh, but yeah, man, as as much as those boring games, especially that game three, oh, uh, especially game three, that was just that was brutally boring. Um. But yeah, I would much rather I would much rather win a boring hockey game than lose an exciting one. I'll tell you that. Imagine if we had a Wilson type player who played super heavy. Uh, they're not in the same league because Wilson's now like you know a, a good uh, like a good top six forward. But I believe Nicholas Albe Q Bell can play that role, and without him, it's uh, I, I think it's a little tough. Uh, I think it, it takes away that physical edge that they've had. Um, I really, really hope he's good to go on Friday. I think he's a big part of this thing. 
Um, yeah, I would personally, I'm a big Tom Wilson fan and would love him on the Flyers or any player like him. Uh, they need a little bit more of a physical edge, a little bit more fight through it. Uh, way too much. That was early in the game. I thought the Flyers were like turning to the refs a little too much and ask. And I thought this uh, earlier in the series as well, where they're looking for calls and just kind of like, oh, he hit me late. Like, get the fuck over it. It's the playoffs. Hit him back. You know, and it's like, I just thought there was a little too much of that tonight where Montreal was ready to say, yeah, we'll take a penalty. You know, yeah, I ran the goalie in the first minute of the game. So what? Like, you know, Voracek visibly pissed in the post game. Good, me too. He played fucking incredible. I'd be pissed if I was him too. Bunch of dudes out there looking at the puck as he's actually working. I'm pretty sure I saw Bunneman a few times out there. Good for him. Now AV can cross his name off the list and maybe play someone else. I was just thinking uh, when I when I said I couldn't even tell you who's on the second power play unit. I was thinking, like, what are even the possibilities at this point? Like, who? I was like, Bunneman's in the lineup, isn't he? I don't think I heard his name one time tonight. I'm fairly certain. And there was a point... Uh, early in the game where my 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 Hulu feed did crash for, I think I missed like 45 seconds of gameplay. So his name might have been said in those 45 seconds. Uh, maybe he got a shift, but I do not think I heard his fucking name all night. I talk about just a, and he's, I think he could develop into a decent enough fourth liner. He's a 12th, 13th forward, whatever, but we got to have better than that somewhere. Notice Braun chasing the puck like a peewee today. Yeah, that that last goal, man, he's just puck-watching so hard. He He's just, okay, there it goes, and Suzuki's behind me. Goal. Like, he just had no interest in actually defending his side of the ice. It was, uh, he was just completely distracted. I, I've never, like, I, I don't blame Hart for jumping out at Suzuki, because he was like, what the fuck, where's my defenseman? Like, ugh. <laughs> oh. The people who listen on the podcast feed are really missing out on my uh, my facials today, so I'm, I, I hope they're a source of enjoyment for everybody watching on Twitch. I know it's basically sounding like a broken record at this point, but we got to make them play our game. Can't sit here and expect a fight or a big, a big kill to get us going. Got to set the tone early and let them know we ain't fucking around. Yeah, that's the thing is the Flyers play a physical game. They get in on the forecheck. They cycle the puck and wear down defensemen. They just haven't really been able to do it consistently in this series. We've seen flashes of it, but... Not nearly enough, you know. Their their defensemen should be a step slower. It shouldn't be the Flyers who go into their own zone and get beat to pucks. It should be Montreal, the way Philly plays, but they just haven't been able to establish it. Are you extremely disappointed? Uh, are you extremely disappointed? Av isn't schooling these two guys who were put in for their head coach at the last minute. Uh I mean, he kind of did in games three and four. It just was like, all right deal with this, and to their credit, they did, but, you know, yes, in-game strategy and how you react in the moment is one thing, but it's not like their coaching staff isn't all talking in Montreal, you know? Nate Thompson can't even do the post-game scrum right, I didn't even see, um, I, I didn't see it, so I didn't hear. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned it or not, but positives from tonight's game, Bill. Um, it's fucking over. Uh, that's one. I mean, Jake was great. Uh, I, I liked 
Uh, Jake. Jake's my positive from his goals to his overall effort, um, his toughness, and uh, the scrum at the end, uh, grabbing Weber in that headlock. It was the Jake Voracek. Those are my positives. I'm with you, Bill. It's like I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. I'm 50-50. Like, I'm just like, God damn, why couldn't we just put this away? I wanted Friday off, damn it. Why aren't you thinking of me, Flyers? All I do all day is think of you. (laughs) You know, why can't you think of me one damn time? Uh, But I am also angry. I am angry at the way they started tonight's game. I am angry at a bunch of the in-game decisions that were made. Um... I so I'm I'm split on this one. I'm not like a disappointed parent who's like I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm both. So can we trust AV to make the right changes for next game? He has all year. This is a team again that has not lost back-to-back games since the beginning of January. Since they got back from the Disney on Ice trip, they have not lost back-to-back games. So I am extremely skeptical Montreal is going to be able to magically win three in a row. But I need this thing to end Friday for my own just personal, physical health. (laughs) You know we always appreciate the group therapy talk, Bill. (sighs) I wonder which of us is getting the therapy sometimes. One of the things I hate most about games like this is having a sour taste in my mouth until the next game comes on. Yeah, like, I'm, we're doing Broad Street Hockey Radio tomorrow, and I'm going to sit down, uh, you know, I'm going to be on the Google Hangout with Charlie and Kelly and Steph, and I'm going to be mad, and they're going to tell me I'm being irrational, I'm being ridiculous, and no, I'm going to be mad until they win on Friday, and then I will be extremely happy. But if there was ever a situation for back-to-backs, goddamn, I wish, like, I wish they were off yesterday, and now they had another game tomorrow, you know, so I could be over this faster. Can we have TK come out game six and spear Price into the net? Like, what else is he doing? Um... I was really hoping at the end when Nate Thompson was trying to mix it up and uh, Price was just standing there and then there was the scrum after the horn. I was really hoping Hart would just fucking come rushing down and tackle his boyhood uh, boyhood hero. That would have been cool. The feed is smoother. Much appreciated. I'm glad it's better. I've been... It's still not fixed... Still not done with it yet, but we're getting there. Uh, pucks seem to be bouncing a lot in the third. Sure, but, you know, it was bouncing for both teams. This is the first game where I was concerned what I was seeing where I was concerned about what I was seeing out of Niskanen, which is nice. Uh, I think it more just uh, everyone kind of played down to his level. So how how does Niskanen stand out when pretty much everyone was bad? The Flyers don't drop back to back games, so we got this Friday. I sure hope that's the case. Put the puck on net, crash the net, slap shots from everywhere, crash the net. 100%. Uh, they need to just kind of go bombs away on Price at this point. You're saying what it takes to beat him right now. He's on. Price is on. You need this fluke. Every goal they've had is some weird-ass thing. Like, Jake, his second one tonight, he passed into the net, you know? Like, that was a straight-up pass attempt that ended up in the net. It was... You need weird stuff to happen to beat Price right now. He's playing at a high level. Uh, they need so much more traffic. They need to fight to get to the front, take his eyes away, make him uncomfortable. When they bumped Hart in the beginning of the game to get that penalty, I said, why aren't we doing the same thing? Like, yes, Thompson has been winning face-offs, but I have so much more faith that if G or Coots don't win the face-off, 
They'll at least shut down the opposition and maybe even get the puck back and lead a rush the other way. I never expect the fourth line to generate shit. Yeah, that's the thing. Winning the faceoff is just the first part of the battle. Like, the Flyers have been a good faceoff team for years, and they've been bad for that whole time. You know, they're just finally now good. Uh, but they were winning face-offs, and then the guy they'd win it to would immediately turn it over. What was the point of winning it, you know? Like, if, if, if there's a lot more to breaking the puck out than winning the face-off. I just, it, I'm frustrated right now, fam. I just am. Chances we see JVR ghost on Friday? I have to believe JVR comes back in. Connor Bunneman, I, I don't know if he even played tonight, honestly. I couldn't tell you. Someone said they saw him out there. I don't know if I saw him. I definitely didn't hear his name. Um, yeah, I think... So, uh, Yeah, probably... I think a third line of JVR... Uh, JVR Lawton and hopefully Albay Cubell can, can suit up. I have no idea what his status is, but if he can go, that's the best, that's the best you can do with Farabee up. Uh, keep him on the second line with Hayes... And TK, I guess. Um, I, I'm at a loss right now. Raffle, Farabee, Hayes, or someone should be double-shifted. Thompson, Grant, Braun, and Haig should play the least. And eh, Braun and Haig typically don't play a ton. Like, the last two games, before I didn't look at the TOI before I started tonight, but uh, Haig played in games three and four almost identical. Like, one game was 12.53 and one game was 12.54, you know. It's not like they're playing a ton. Maybe they did more tonight, but ugh, just a shit effort. All right, I'm gonna. I just scrolled all the way down, and I'm gonna take a few more comments before we wrap it up for the night. Uh, going unnoticed is is Bunneman ceiling? <laughs> yeah, like I, you know, he's he's probably gonna be a nice fourth line NHL player someday. He he does some things well. I've seen him get after it on the forecheck. I've seen him have good games. It's just like. I don't know. What's he really doing for you? Uh, Lawton has to wake up. He's been a disapp- he's been a disappointment the last three games. Yeah, he definitely does. Uh, he hasn't been good in this series really at all. Uh, we were so excited to see him really hit his stride after that great round robin he had, and that that second line was just flying out there. Um, Lawton, TK. Those guys have been maybe the biggest disappointments to me uh, of everyone in this series. Put TK on the top line. It depends on how you want to do it. I don't love uh, I don't love Voracek and Hayes together. I just think they're too similar. Um, so maybe you move Giroux over to the right wing on the second line. I, I don't know. Uh, I kind of want to. I just think you need to go Drew Couturier. Voracek and let them put it on them. It has to be on those three guys. Farabee, Hayes, and and TK as well. And put Lawton at 3C, I guess, is the way to go. But we will see what what AV does, and he still has my benefit of the doubt. But goddamn, man, tonight was not good. Tonight was not good, and the coaches involved in that. Uh, There were plenty of, like I said, plenty of in-game decisions I've already complained about. Um... You know, there's a lot of blame to go around in this one. Braun was brutal tonight. Braun hasn't been great in this series. This is one of them. This is not a good matchup for Braun. And same with Niskanen. They are, like, you know, cerebral players. And Montreal is very fast. But, man, that last goal, 
Braun, it wasn't because Suzuki was fast. It was because Braun wasn't paying attention, you know? I want the Flyers to come out as the desperate team on Friday. No, they need to want to end it. They need to want... They need to come out like Montreal came out tonight and right away set the tone immediately off the puck drop. If they, if, if, and that's, if Elaine Vigneault starts the fourth line again, I'm going to lose. That's fucking, it's, why? Why do you want to start in a hole? Why do you want the other team to have the puck for the whole first shift? It makes no sense. Why is Niskanen on power play too? You know, he did a pretty good job out there. Um, he did a pretty good job out there this season. I will tell you, though, Sandheim has been brutal on the power play. He mishandled every puck, I thought, tonight. Uh, the, the shorthanded goal was on him. Uh, man, uh, Sandheim, I know everyone's like, oh, well, Sandheim, he'll, he'll take over power play one one day. Uh, he's got his hands full on power play, too. And it, he's he's really letting letting us down at the top on that power play. It, very disappointed in Travis Sanheim on the power play. Giroux on Hayes' wing. Thoughts? Uh, maybe. I wouldn't hate it. Uh, him, Hayes, and TK could be an interesting combination. Farabee and Couturier have had plenty of... Um, Farabee and Couturier have had some, uh, some experience together, and they seem to have pretty good chemistry. You know that... Farabee is pretty responsible. He's a young kid, and he'll make mistakes. But, you know, overall, he's a, he's a responsible player. But any way you look at it, it just has to come down to those top six guys. At what point in the game six can I begin to breathe again? I would say 3 nothing. I would say a 3 nothing lead the Flyers could protect. At this point, I'd rather see Frost versus Bunneman. Understanding Frost doesn't bring anything uh, anything physically. He at least has potential to spark some O. Oh, I know he, I know he's still unproven. No, and uh, listen, I've I've said, you know, these whole playoffs. Everyone who's asked about Frost, I was like, what has Frost shown you to make you think he can uh, he deserves to be in this lineup? But the offense they're getting out of the bottom six is just completely non-existent right now. I maybe it could spark something. I don't. I mean, it's not going to happen, you know. And they haven't used him at wing at all, but. Uh, man, eh, Bunneman. Grant skates like Luke Shen. That's funny. Hayes still disappointing other than his two to three breakaways. No continuity five on five with Hayes line. Yeah, they just can't seem to, like, they're just still a little off every time. They're just missing each other. It's, it's, a sh- it's, it's weird because it fucking, like... With Lawton there, it was clicking so hard in the round robin, and Farabee and Hayes played together a ton this season. Does Hart get the start again? Yeah, Hart gets the start again. Where has this version of Voracek been? Now, all of my, so many of my frustrations with Jake Voracek, and I do defend Jake Voracek a ton on this show, uh, because we get people in the comments so often who are just like, Voracek stinks, he's soft. Watch that scrum today, tell me if he was, if he's soft. Uh, but... Like, when I talk to guys, when I talk to people who love Voracek, and I end up having to be the one just in conversation, bringing up the negatives about Jake, it's not because I don't like him, it's the opposite. It's because I think he's a fucking star player who just doesn't hit that level all the time, and that's frustrating to me, because he's clearly very good, you know? Uh, But he's had a very good series, I think. Um, I, I have very few complaints about Jake, but... Yes, it would be nice if we could more nights than not get this level of Jake Voracek on the ice. 
If Giroud doesn't play more than 14 minutes next game, I might break my TV. No, that's The top six forwards have to play 18, 19, 20, 21 minutes. Uh, and they are they have to be the ones responsible for winning this game. It can't be, well, we're going to roll four. You know, no, all players are not created equal. Some hockey players are better than other hockey players. I want the ones who are best on the fucking ice. AMAC would have single-handedly won game five. Changed my mind. Well, yes, he was playing for the Flyers, and he was on, and he, the Canadians would have won, and it probably would have been on the back of four of his mistakes. So, yes, probably. Yeah, I think the key word for this series so far is just disappointing. And I really, I mean, you know, games one, three, and four were not disappointing. Tonight, like game two, I was able to chalk it up because I knew they wouldn't lose two in a row, and they didn't. And they'd come out and have the back-to-back shutouts after that. Things are looking good, but the, the overall effort tonight was, in fact, a terrible disappointment. All right, guys, I think, uh, I think that's going to be all the time I have for you tonight. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having... Jesus. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. All you got to do is search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. You get all sorts of content delivered to you. Uh, these these post games themselves, I record the audio, put them up on the podcast stream. Uh, you get checking out the competition with Kelly where she talks to someone from the opponent's beat uh, before, well, now it'll be twice a series, not before every game. That would get repetitive. Uh, but she talks to a couple times a series, someone from the other side to get their perspective. Um, you know, you get Fly Purbly. Of course, you get BSH Radio, Flyers Forecast. So much content. So check us out. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever there are podcasts, search Broad Street Hockey. And, of course, check out the Crest Tavern. That's right, the Wildwood Crest's best bar, the Jersey Shore's best bar, is owned by Timmy Fitzpatrick, and he's the man. What else can you say about Timmy Fitz? He is always at the Crest Tavern making sure that beer is cold and that food is hot. And he's a huge hockey fan, so you know the games will be on. Go for outdoor dining, go for takeout, go for uh, any of your takeout booze needs and snacks. They have all that stuff. Check out the Crest Tavern, excuse me, check out the Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. And of course, drink Labatt Blue Light Seltzers. I'm enjoying them. You guys know I'm a beer person. Uh, The seltzers haven't always been my thing. You find one in a cooler, you drink it, you're like, ah, all right, if we're out of beer, I guess I'll have one of these. Not the case with Labatt Blue Light Seltzers. 5% alcohol, get a nice little buzz, and there's a decent flavor to, uh, you know, crispness ratio. It's not just all sweet. It actually tastes like an alcoholic beverage as well, so you enjoy it, and it's nice and refreshing. So check out Labatt Blue Light Seltzers wherever uh, you get your booze. All right, that's it. Thank you all. Uh, Hopefully they win Friday. If not, I'm going to fucking lose my shit. The end. Have a great week, everybody. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? 
Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.